Yeah, um, hold on, let me get into character here. Alright. GOAT! 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 That good? Good sampling? That, that... GOAT! BOAT! Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Big Bad Nonsense. I am Sock, and sitting with me in an unknown location, probably some CIA black site, is Biscuit. All right, so if I remember, we say stuff into these things, then later other people get to hear it? Yeah, yeah, you you, you talk into the thingy, and then I put it on the, the interwebs, and then people do stuff. Okay, I think I'm starting to remember. I haven't seen this shit in a while. <laughs> it has been a while, Biscuit. Can we offer up any excuses to our faithful listeners, however few they might be? Um, no. We'll go on a roll, we'll record a couple in a timely manner, and then this will happen again. You know the fucking deal. <laughs> Fair enough. I suppose we should probably offer at least some excuse... Uh, to them. Uh, I can tell listeners that maybe it was largely my fault um, because coronavirus hit Europe once again like a ton of bricks this time around. I, uh, I, I don't think we ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but I am in fact a teacher and, you know, doing online teaching is a very time-consuming thing to do. Yeah, I, I hear it's great and I, I really want people to not gloss over the fact that this guy's a teacher. Um, but yeah, it, that takes up a lot of time, and you know, on my end, I, uh, wasn't in a very good place for a few months, so I didn't feel like doing it. You guys can wait, but we're back now. <laughs> we're back now, and we're happy to be back. Uh, you know, yeah. all sorts of, like, uh, problems and depression and, uh, you know, events aside. I mean, I, I don't think it's been a good run for anyone in the world right now uh but you know uh we're doing something so be happy and the best news of all i got for you guys is i did find the movie box that has the joke book in it so we are equipped oh boy yeah so biscuit has moved house and uh he now has the ability to tell his jokes again uh not that i think many people were sitting on the edge of their seat saying when is big bad nonsense going to start up again I need to hear more of that joke book. Yeah, I mean, there's, I like to think there's at least, you know, like one of our parents or some, well, no, I don't tell them that this happens, but there's probably, so let's see, how many pages is this bad boy? I don't remember, we're going to, all right, so I need four to 412. All right, yeah, I gotta choose these numbers again. Okay, uh, you know what, why don't we there's see? There's no correct answer. Okay, why don't we see what the big finale of this book is, why don't you go to the very last joke in the book? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go out on a banger. Um, <laughs> well, the good news is it's a short one, so it's not like story time like it's been. All right. All right. And it's, I mean, I got to be careful with this one. It's an antique. Uh, what happens to a lawyer when he takes Viagra? Phyllis in? He gets taller. Because lawyers are dicks. <sighs> That's the payoff. Happy That's Thanksgiving, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Ruined.
ruined another holiday. <laughs> oh boy, I I'm really looking forward to the day where we've decided that we've done enough jokes from that book and we can just burn it. Yeah, I mean that that was the big payoff right there. 412 page journey for that. Okay, just out of curiosity, let's do a quick comparison here. What is the very first joke in the book? Okay, let's get that out of here for you. The adult-only joke book, I remind you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, listeners, for, uh, those, for those of you who don't remember listeners, this is a joke book that Biscuit picked up on sale at a Barnes & Noble that was going out of business, and we've been reading jokes from it at the beginning of every episode, and they are bad. Yeah, um, the after the introduction, there's actually a page that explains how to tell a joke, which is not something these people should be... Um... Yeah, okay. Step yeah. one, don't use this book. <laughs> yeah, step one, find a different source. Okay, the very first is too goddamn long, so I'm going to do the second. Two goats are out behind a movie studio eating old movie film. One goat says to the other, pretty good, huh? The second goat says, yeah, but it's not as good as the book. And that was me throwing the book across the room. How, how is that even an adult joke? I, I don't know. It's, it's too boring. Like, that's, that's like a dad joke. That's not even like a, a dirty adult joke. That's a dad joke yeah. is what that yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It, it, is I, it says adult only on it, and it's in red. I trust them. How how much longer are we going to uh, trust this book <laughs> to our comedy futures? I think I'm going to look for a different source. No, okay. Honestly. All right. On that note, let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> All right. Biscuit. Anyway. Yep. Uh, can we can we open up the mailbag? I mean, if it was empty at this point, I'd probably kill myself. So yeah. Well, I, I am gonna say that we don't have. Oh. <laughs> we don't have a lot of mail uh, for the amount of time that we've been gone. But let's keep in mind that I think people are dealing with quite a bit. So emailing a bunch of people on a uh, lesser-known comedy podcast is probably not one of their priorities. Particularly when it was kind of up in the air if we were, like, coming back at some point. <laughs> exactly. So. so I don't think you should interpret uh, a lack of mail as, as, as a bad thing or a reason to off yourself. Please don't do that. Uh, anyway, we do, have, yeah. we do have a little bit of mail. Uh, the first one here is from John. The infamous John. Um, hey, John. <laughs> How the hell are you? Yeah, this is this is John returning, and uh, he says that we should talk about uh, Steven Seagal uh, getting a large carrot from Lukashenko. Uh, I think somebody should Lukashenko John in the back so that he uh, moves on from the Steven Seagal stuff. Uh, yeah, John. John is 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 really pushing it here. Uh, it, for those people who have no idea what he's talking about. Steven Seagal, as some of you may know, is doing the whole I live in Russia now thing, hooray for Russia, and uh, he visited the dictator of uh, Belarus, um, uh, Lukashenko, and uh, Lukashenko showed off a very large uh, carrot 
to him and this picture circulated the internet and had absolutely nothing worthwhile or meaningful for humanity and John has now brought it up. Whenever I show off a large carrot, people call the cops. Uh, maybe <laughs> Russia is a good idea. That should be in that joke book right there. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't think John is going to stop. He's going to keep doing this until I either lose my mind or talk about Steven Seagal. I, I, I really don't want to talk about Steven Seagal. May, may, maybe one day in the future, if I actually do lose my mind, uh, we can just have an episode of me sitting in a quiet room yelling about how much I hate Steven Seagal for however long this podcast usually is. Yeah, that could be like a good mini-sode. <laughs> okay, uh, if you are not John, I'd like to remind you that uh, our email is bigbadnonsense at gmail.com. And uh, you can also tweet us at Big Bad Nonsense on Twitter. Okay, next email we have is uh, from a Sean in New York State, uh, and he wanted to know if Biscuit, if you could do the um, the the boat voice that you've done in the past, but do it with goat instead. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let me get into character here. Goat! 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 That good? Good for sampling? Goat! Boat! Okay, I don't know why Sean wanted to hear this, but now you have Sean, and I hope your life is fulfilled. I hope he's using it as a ringtone. Okay, uh, th this is the perfect opportunity, and Biscuit, I should mention this, and listeners, uh, take note, uh, the Yevle Goat uh, is up in Sweden. What a fucking segue. You are a professional. <laughs> I don't know if Sean planned this or if uh, this is just a coincidence, but the Yevle Goat is in fact up. It has not burned down in the past two years. And uh, we'll have to see what happens this year. I hope it gets coronavirus. <laughs> I think they, I think they missed a real opportunity, not putting a face mask on the goat. Yeah, I was, I, I was about to go there. Well, thank you for reminding us, Sean. And I mean, again, hats off to you, sir. The way you played that, I'm in <laughs> awe of you. Okay, and Biscuit, the final email is actually a compliment to you. Uh, this person did not leave their name or where they are from, uh, but they wanted to mention that, and I'm reading verbatim here, Sock sucks, uh, he's a big nerd, Biscuit rules. <laughs> well, I mean, I couldn't put it better myself. Um, so I'm just going to imagine that came from a hot chick, and uh, yeah, me one, you nothing. I, I, I'm, I'm half suspecting that you might have written it yourself. I actually didn't, but I should start doing that. You're correct. <laughs> I should just start emailing, like, hidden goatsy. <laughs> just, you, boom! <laughs> okay, Biscuit, if we're fine with all of that, let's close up the mailbag and move on with the show. Let's get it on. Biscuit! What? Uh, do you remember the last time you went out uh, to eat at a restaurant? I do, and it wasn't great. It, yeah, when when was it? Where did you go? Uh, actually, it was only like two months ago, I want to say. 
like a run-of-the-mill sports bar that, you know, you, you go in wearing a mask for, like, the first five steps, and then you take it off to sit at the table. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what did that prevent? Um, and then I had a very mediocre meal. Mm. Uh, would you say that the people who prepared your meal were involved in a conspiracy? Um, conspiracy to steal my money and time, am I right? No. <laughs> You're definitely not right. Biscuit, popular foods. Like American? Any. Any that you can think of. Well, here, you know, we're a bunch of big fat idiots. You know, it's like pizza and burgers and all that stuff. Sushi is popular. Who doesn't love a taco? Maybe have a fucking slice of cheesecake. Why am I starting to talk like I'm from New York? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, spaghetti. All right. the right one yet? Uh, yeah, it was actually the very first one that you said. Ah, I don't remember what that was. Pizza? Yes. Man, my brain is taking a couple of shots. Okay, pizza. Do you know where I'm going with this biscuit? Uh, is this the, uh, was it Cosmic Ping Pong or whatever it was called? Comet Ping Pong? Yeah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, today we are doing Pizzagate. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you don't know this one yet, buckle up because <laughs> this is like new age lunacy. The, the, in, enjoy, people. Let, let's go right in. Th th that's the thing, though. Like, the level of lunacy involved in this conspiracy theory gets dwarfed every new week with all the things that have happened in the past four years. I mean, just to pull one off the shelf here, I mean, I remember when Pizzagate went down, I was like, this is the dumbest thing that has ever happened. And if you go to, like... Q now, Pizzagate would be like the introduction of the book about Q. Like, it's gotten so much worse. Which is precisely... But this at the time was fucking nuts. Yeah. Which is precisely why I thought, you know, might be a good opportunity to bring up Pizzagate. I would like to do QAnon at some point. My plan, probably on the 20th of January, or whatever the date is in, in America, uh, a new president is going to assume power, uh, and it would be a good time then in the future to look back at all the QAnon bullshit. But before we do that, I think it's important to look at what is kind of the precursor to QAnon in a way. Yeah, this really did play a big role in how we got here. Um, if Just to streamline it, to put it short here, if you believe anything... QAnon related, you also believed Pizzagate. I, I, and most likely still do. And, and most likely still do, uh, mostly because the level of moral panic involved in Pizzagate has carried on tenfold into QAnon. Like, it's almost indistinguishable, except for the fact that they are named differently. Yeah, and you'll see a similarity. I, I want to do QAnon too. You'll see a similarity with these. Um, it's the same sort of thing that happens with people that stay in cults till the end that you see this thing building around them that gets so fucking dumb you're looking at them like how can you possibly buy into any of this but i think i said this before in an episode way back it you get to a point that it's such a gut punch to admit that all this time you've been wasting your life 
towards a lie. So you just dig into it, even though as it gets picked apart, it gets dumber and dumber. And um, Pizza Game in particular, we have one real superhero at the end here that. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get and he, to him. Like, he thought he was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll we'll save that one. We'll but, save um, that one. Yeah. If you don't know this one, he he's a doozy. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Biscuit, do you remember... I don't want to step over your timeline here. <laughs> uh, do you remember how Pizzagate started, Biscuit? How it exactly began, I don't know like where it leaked from, but wasn't it like an email that somebody was just finding a code in the verbiage in it that simply wasn't there, and that's how they started building this theory? Uh, that's not even exactly where it starts. Let me take you back to March 2016. Great month. Do you remember it? What a year. I mean, it was pre-2020, so I'm for it so far. Yeah. Anyway, March 2016. This is back when, uh, I believe at that point, uh, Hillary Clinton had been confirmed as the Democratic nominee for the uh, for the Democratic Party. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, had basically lost, uh, much to the disappointment of people who hate Hillary Clinton, uh, which is a lot of people. Every As the election showed, everybody, while he was just sitting in the corner like, I fucking told you so. <laughs> okay, I suppose we should make it clear. We, we don't really have any skin in this game here. It's like, I, I'm not even American. I don't give a shit. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, I hate them all. The American politicians are useless as far as I'm concerned, and uh, there's a lot of things that America does that are just generally bad for the world, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Biscuit, I, I can't speak for Biscuit's politics, but I'm pretty sure that he just uh, hates everything pretty much as I do. I hate everything in general. I mean, Hillary, you, our listeners, um, yeah, anything I say on here, I'm not trying to sway your vote. I'm just shooting the shit so don't send emails like how could you vote for sleepy joe or whatever i don't fucking care to read them i'm not going to read them <laughs> let's just have fun here we're all buddies uh how how have you managed to do a podcast with me for this long having such hatred for me oh i mean you saw that email that guy thinks you suck and he still listens <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I, I won't I won't question a good thing. I guess that's a good thing. Anyway, March 2016, Hillary Clinton is the presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party. Then in that month, WikiLeaks, the website which is known for leaking government documents, usually of a secret nature, dumps a ton of emails that had been exchanged uh, among Democratic uh, Party top people, fundraisers, organizers, and things like that. Uh, these emails had been basically hacked and stolen through some sort of a phishing attack. I, I, I don't know the specific details of that hack. It was largely in the news. People were talking about it for quite some time. Basically, a huge chunk of information that had been exchanged through Democratic Party top people had been stolen, given to WikiLeaks, and then this was the month where they leaked it to the world. And when you give a bunch of information to dumb people on the internet with too much time on their hands, um, it's like that old saying, you know, you play with statistics long enough, they'll say whatever you want them to. This is going to fall very much in line with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Now, people who were opponents of Hillary Clinton, uh, and there are many people, started to comb through these, uh, especially those people who were, you know, upset at the fact that the Democratic Party existed, started to comb through and see if they could find anything incriminating. Now, these emails are largely pretty mundane stuff. We're talking about people saying, oh, I want to fundraise for this. Can you send this politician here? Can you have this person speak at this event? So in the whole, there's nothing that really stands out in this bulk of emails. No, there's no bombshells in here whatsoever, except for the ones that people find in there, which, um, well, you'll see. Anyway, nobody had really done anything miraculous with them yet and the the funny thing about pizzagate is that it didn't evolve directly out of these emails it evolved out of some fake news accusations that just sort of basically started to appear on the internet and then later became associated with a large amount of uh, incredulous glue I guess is the best metaphor I could use to describe it, uh, sticking it all together. Around the end of October, so we're several months later now, around the end of October, there is a Twitter account uh, under the name of David Goldberg. Vaguely familiar. Vaguely familiar. David Goldberg. Or as I love to say, I'm aware it exists. (laughs) I've been waiting for that phrase to come up. Okay, David Goldberg... Uh, This is a Twitter account which no longer exists. It's been banned because apparently Twitter does do that from time to time, Uh, usually once the the account has gone way over the line. Uh, Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if they, like, let a standing president spend all day and night talking about how an election was stolen from him? They'd clamp down on that, wouldn't they? (laughs) Oh. Uh, That was sarcasm, people. Yeah, because he that's all he does. Um, and, but we're, we're, not, we're not getting political, I already promised. So this, this guy, his account, he got fucked up or whatever. Okay, anyway, David Goldberg was an account. It was a white supremacist account. Like, full-on white supremacy, neo-Nazi stuff comes out of this account. Some of you might be raising eyebrows. Well, what the hell, David Goldberg sounds like a very Jewish name. Uh, this was a white supremacist account posing as a Jewish lawyer from New York. As as you would expect them to. Oh, my God. I, I don't know. They probably know. had, like, a picture with, like, the hat and, like, the little curls and everything. Like, it's a perfect disguise. Actually, now that you've said that, I am really curious as to what the Twitter account's uh, avatar was. Because I didn't check that uh, when I was doing my research. And I don't remember... Um, let, let me find that out, because now I'm really curious. I, I'm sure it's something along those lines. I mean, these guys tend to not really think that far outside the box. So it's probably like a really stereotypical, uh, openly racist sort of thing. I would, I, I, I would assume so. Uh, I don't know what the, the grift or the hustle is behind this. Like, if you're going to be doing a white supremacist Twitter account... I, I don't understand the reason for making it uh, a, a Jewish lawyer from New York, right? I, I, I don't understand because I, I can't see that drawing in people who already have beliefs similar to yours. And I don't know 
what that's supposed to do to attract people to your... I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. I, I think it's got something to do with, you know, whatever bad happens on it, you blame the Jews. And it's kind of like a setup like that. But I, not being a white supremacist, I can only speculate. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking through my sources here now. I'm sure one of them, at least one of them, had a picture... Uh, bear with me here, listeners. Biscuit fill the air. Uh, so, uh, what's the deal with this uh, weather out there? You know, like, like it's hot, and I thought this time of year was going to not be, you know, so hot. Okay, anyway, uh, that was you a... got a fucking problem with that. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, that's the last time I ask you to fill dead air. Uh, okay, so I have found it. Uh, it doesn't appear to be any sort of racist caricature, uh, like you were mentioning, like the whole uh, picture of the Jew drawn with the incredibly huge nose. It is a picture of what appears to be... Well, that's a shame. It, it, it's a picture of what appears to be a real person who does have a particularly large nose. Uh, I'm just going to leave that alone. But okay. Yeah, let's... let's, let's Fun fact. Let's just set that one aside for now. All we need to know is that this is a white supremacist Twitter account, there are more of those than there should be, tweeting out that a pedophilia ring exists and Hillary Clinton is at the center of it. Well, I believe you, account I've never heard of before now. <laughs> Let me read the actual tweet that David Goldberg sent out. Rumors stirring in the NYPD that Huma's emails point to a pedophilia ring and at Hillary Clinton is at the center. I feel like I don't need to say this, but um, that did not happen. No. Uh, Huma, of course, in this case, would probably be Huma Abedin, uh, whose position in the Democratic Party, I forget. I believe she was married to Anthony Weiner. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that guy's in prison now uh, for sending naked pictures of himself yeah. to underage people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a very fitting name. And he got in trouble for it on, like, two separate occasions that there was a gap between them, too. So, mm -hmm. like, <sighs> Anyway. I, I mean, the jokes write themselves. This is the thing, right? It's any time you delve into this stuff, you're always going to find real cases like Anthony Weiner was a predator. As far as I know, it didn't go beyond, you know, soliciting minors and sending them dirty pictures and things like that. He's in prison now. So these people exist. You're going to find them in any population. But how that translates into a pedophilia ring with Hillary Clinton at the center, I'm not sure. Well, you know, it turns into that meme picture, you know, from It's Always Sunny with, you know... The board with all the yarn between all the pictures all over the place in the background. He's pointing at it, looking nuts. That, that's this is a real life version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That uh, you, you're just drawing connections because, well, they know that guy, and that guy was a piece of shit. Therefore, it, it is it, it is apophenia to the extreme, and it it gets weirder because this is sort of I guess people point to this as the the epicenter, the source of where Pizzagate started. Now, it's not called Pizzagate Anthony yet. Anthony Weiner's dick? No, not Anthony Weiner's dick. This this e this uh, tweet from... <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Weiner's dick is not the epicenter of anything. Oh, got him! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, 
anyway, the point being that this is this is considered sort of ground zero or patient zero for this conspiracy that's about to take off. It's not called Pizzagate yet. That name is going to come significantly later. And how that name arrives is just as weird as anything else. Okay? And, now, and rewinding real quick before mm-hmm. you keep going, this... David Goldberg or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, this account, he's like a nobody before this, right? It's not like some guy with a huge following or anything. Uh, well, I mean, as to the number of followers he had, I have no way of checking. I wanted to find that out. Uh, it's pretty likely that he probably had a following of people who were the choir he could preach to uh, in terms of his yeah. despicable views. How much that was, I don't know. Yeah, like his other friends on Stormfront? Yeah, pretty much, right? I don't think he had a very large following, but he certainly had enough for this to get noticed. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. You may proceed, sir. Okay, he also used the hashtag GoHillary and hashtag Podesta emails. So John Podesta being one of the uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign organizer. So this is related to that email dump. This is where things start to get tied together. This is a common tactic on Twitter. Like people will use a hashtag that a lot of people are using or that is trending to put in or insert their new vile theory or something like that. Or even to just make fun of the people. Like when like Vote Blue, no matter who was trending, you know, I put it in there and make fun of them. Like, yeah, those get abused. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So this is not an uncommon thing. So whether that drew the attention or just from the people who followed him, I'm not sure. Like Twitter is a very complicated place. How things become popular or trend, you know, there's a multitude of reasons who can say exactly. Yeah, I mean, some, I'm not going to go down my little Twitter rant. It's going to be very personal and unfunny. But yes, it's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. Okay. Now, the next day, the very next day, a man by the name of, uh, now I'm going to try and pronounce this here, Sean Adel Tabatabai. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, He is a British conspiracy theorist, and or he is, and he used to work with David Icke. (laughs) Well, David Icke is like, if you want somebody to Like, one of these days, you're like, I'd like to listen to somebody scream about aliens for six hours. He's got you. We we really should do an episode on David Icke at some point. He's more of a fun kind of insane. But, yeah. Yeah. And all these guys brush shoulders at one point or another. Yes. Uh, People here who are listening, if you don't know who David Icke is, he's basically the guy behind the lizard people conspiracy theory, saying that the world's political elite... Uh, are all have all been replaced with lizard men who are aliens or something? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, obviously not right now, but prior towards this 2020 bullshit, he would like bang out like small theaters and stuff for people paying to come listen to him. Like he's made a decent career off of this shit. I wonder how many of those people just wanted to hear some of the crazy stuff he said. Oh, there's definitely some of that too. But I mean, money's the same. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, I mean, a a lot of people have argued that his whole lizard people theory is just another replacement for Jews are behind it all. That's also a thing that happens, yes. I mean, mean, if those guys were responsible for everything they get blamed for, holy shit. (laughs) They are probably the most powerful people in the universe for the number. Yeah. 
even what is it, George George Shorosh, he he gets blamed for everything. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of fun, I guess. I mean, they could do without the attempting to exterminate them part, but it's kind of fun that like they're the. I'm, Given up on this segment. Go on. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Sean Adel Tabatabai. Okay, so he he's not associated with David Icke in this Just context. Just start calling him Tabby. Okay. Uh, he's not associated with David uh, Icke in this context, but he wrote a post for uh, a website called yournewswire.com. I don't know if that website still exists. Don't bother going to look for it. It's just another one of these fake news conspiracy websites, which there are multitudes of. Uh, They basically took that story a whole other step, saying that an FBI insider had confirmed these claims. Also bullshit. (laughs) When asked to provide his... A rare guess from newswire.com. When asked to cite his source, as most people do when something as big as a secret pedophile ring and an FBI insider comes up, uh, his source was stated to be a thread on the 4chan message board. Well, I mean, that's where I go to get all my information. (laughs) And images to keep me up at night. (laughs) Uh, Users, if you're not familiar with 4chan, I envy you. Yeah, I, I was going to say, stop right there. If you're unfamiliar with it, keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. 4chan, you are not missing anything. 4chan, of course, being a uh, image message board, a chat board where people can post different things anonymously. The first post in any thread has to be that of an image, and then people usually react to it. And 4chan is full of pretty terrible people. Yeah, it's another one of those internet things that if you hear the concept of it, it sounds wonderful, but then you give it to humans, and they do human shit with it, and it becomes one of the worst things imaginable. Mm-hmm. It is important to mention what exactly 4chan is, because uh, the the whole point of it is that it's anonymous, anyone can post, but there's a big trend on these Chan boards, 4chan being one of them. There are others. We'll talk about that whenever we get to our QAnon episode, but there are others, and uh, there's a big trend of these people doing this, what's called an insider anon, or insider anonymous. Basically, they'll claim to be, you know, part of an organization or something like that, and to have inside information, which they are posting to this message board randomly on the internet for some reason. And useless, boring inclusion, they'll often use a thing called a trip code, which I don't know how the fuck they do it, but it's kind of like a unique identifier on their post so that they can sort of be like these are coming from the same guy so Precisely. that can't build credibility if one of the pieces of shit they throw at the wall sticks um that gives them a little bit more credibility with these other idiots going forward yes of course the trip code system that biscuit is mentioning like i said most of the posts on these boards are anonymous because you can just load up anything put it up and then post it, your name is never revealed, your IP address is never revealed, but you can do a little registration system where you have a unique code that anytime you and only you post, this code will appear so that anyone who checks the code based on your original post can see that it's you, okay? Uh, That is still pretty irrelevant for this type of situation because... The trip code just says that the person who posted originally is the same person posting now. It doesn't identify who you are 
or if you actually are the insider you claim to be. Oh, well, shit, I thought I was helping. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is basically that anything this quote-unquote FBI insider posted on the 4chan message board back in July that uh, Tabatabai was uh, citing is probably garbage. Actually, I can say it with 100% certainty, it's garbage, right? There's no yeah, way you, to... Yeah, you can, you can take probably out of there. That That's fine. It, it, exactly, right? So that is, is a useless source, right? Unless he can identify someone actually in the FBI who has contacted him. The, the fact that someone posted on... 4chan you, any listeners any of you could do this now go on for don't don't go on 4chan but don't tell them to do that <laughs> if you had wanted to go on 4chan you could have you know just posted saying hey i'm from the fbi and uh, donald trump likes to put meatballs up his ass like y- y- you could do anything of that sort and see and this is a trend that trump actually himself really got the ball rolling on is it's not a useless source because if I want to believe it, I can just run with it now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's funny. So I believe he does that. (laughs) Boom. And then I blast it out there. And then my stupid little friends blast it out. That's why Pizzagate worked Mm because it came in at the same time that we had a big dumb oaf taking over the political spectrum that was telling people, it's okay to just say that's a fact because you like it. Mm-hmm. So this stuff getting out there, even without that identifier that I wasted a minute of our lives talking about, um, just putting it out there because people want to see it, it is powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah. It, it's, it sounds too good to be true, which means that it probably isn't, but people want it to be. Yep. And that's all it needs to grab people's attention and run nowadays. It is very sad. <laughs> okay, so in the space of 24 hours, we've gone from some guy making a claim about the NYPD busting a pedophilia ring around Hillary Clinton to someone taking that same information and changing it to an FBI insider. Now, this is where pro-Trump websites went bananas with it. There's this phenomenon that I don't know if you're familiar with, but a lot of Eastern European countries run controversial political websites as a way of getting money. Have you heard about this before, Biscuit? I mean, not any specific, but loosely, you guys kind of don't play by the rules. You could explain it far better than I. Uh, Probably. I I don't think Slovakia is at the center of any of this, but basically countries from Europe will organize basically these website farms where they will create a website that looks like uh, some sort of a amateur news website and they will pick up on controversial topics from Twitter and places like that and then they'll start generating articles either by bot or by humans working in a room or something and then they'll drive up the traffic because as people search for these controversial topics the only place that's showing them are these amateur news websites and of course the people go there looking for this information they read the articles get upset but there's also ads posted on these websites and that helps generate revenue for these people yeah and that's a very dangerous thing to do that should terrify you as a citizen but Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that's really the beginning end of it and the more of them that they are that there are 
Um, when you do a search for these bullshit conspiracies, you see more things showing up, and that just tells your brain that it's more credible. So you don't need a history with any of these sites. You just see, oh, there's a couple of them now that are running with this. Well, this must be a big deal, says stupid guy. And this, of course, just feeds into the conspiracy theory because, of course, mainstream news outlets are not reporting this because it's absolute garbage. So the only place that you're finding it are these, you know, small news aggregator or or amateur news websites reporting on this. And, of course... That leads you to think that the mainstream media is in on all of this. Now, a rational person yeah. would say, hey, it's probably garbage. Mainstream we uh, media websites like to have traffic as much as anybody else. But that's not a level of logic these people are working on. Yeah, that's where you get the real divide here is essentially what you just said. There's one group of people that will be like, oh, CNN or MSNBC or whatever is not reporting on this. None of these, none of them are acknowledging it. Probably bullshit. And then you have a slur, but still very significant percentage of fucking idiots that they're doing that. That's this is where fake news became mm -hmm, mm -hmm. began. It's it's not they're not reporting on it because it's bullshit. It's they don't want us to know. You done? Eh. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So these news websites are usually run out of places like the Czech Republic or Poland uh, or some of the uh, southern Slavic states. Uh, you know, uh, this particular story appeared on several pro-Trump websites run out of the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. And the, the, it's basically hundreds of these websites operated by like a few guys in Macedonia and they aggregated several of these stories. Good for them. Wonderful place. I try to get there at least once a year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, these websites basically did nothing except like pick up conservative talking points, aggregate them, put them together, rehash them so that they could sell ads on these websites. I don't know how much money they made, but it sounds like a great grift. Uh, maybe we should try that at some point. It's lucrative enough. Um, I mean, your boy, yournewswire.com, I actually checked while we were talking. It's still very much there, and you can take a good guess on what their whole page is now. It's a whole bunch of stuff on how the Republican Party is being overthrown, the election stolen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the story changes, but it's the same old bullshit. People want to hear this, so somebody tells it to them. Okay, well, so if anyone wants to go and visit yournewswire.com, that's the one that's run by uh, Sean Adel Tabatabai. I guess you can still go there if you want to jump down the rabbit hole a little bit. Yep. Bombshell new evidence. Dominion voting software was used by China to rig election for Democrats. That was posted today. <laughs> so, yep, this business model, it is tried and true. Okay, now let's keep in mind here. So we've gone from David Goldberg's tweet to a David Icke a conspiracy partner to uh, now these websites in Macedonia. Less than 48 hours has passed at this point. Yeah, this shit, when it picks up, it picks up. And, and this is all... Because all you have to do to spread it to all your little friends is press one button. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, th this is at the end of October. So the election... Uh, the 2016 election is just a few days away. Now, not wanting to be outdone, the website True Pundit, uh, which as far as I'm 
I know is uh, is another one of these garbage uh, amateur conservative news websites, but this one's actually run in America, if I'm not mistaken, published its own story, probably wanting to cash in on the fervor that these Macedonian websites were generating, uh, published its own story cl- claiming it had its own anonymous NYPD and FBI sources. And uh, True Pundit, I just pulled that one up. One of their most recent stories. Six things you need to know this Monday the 23rd. They're gunning to vaccinate kids without parents knowing. So another great source. (laughs) We're learning all sorts of things today. So I I think it's worth mentioning since you've you've done the work for me and actually brought up these websites. uh, These websites that started this really stupid theory, they're all still there. Yeah. They're probably doing better than they ever have. I mean, they're very amateurish. They look like shit, but, I mean, they're churning out, like, five things a week. So Mm -hmm. they wouldn't still be doing it if they weren't getting anything out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This episode of Big Bad Nonsense is made possible by... People jacking things, they are going to have a great level of difficulty reselling. Okay, now here's where the real Ouroboros of shit uh, kicks in here. Because now three days have passed, the original Twitter account, David Goldberg, is quoting this true pundit story to say that his source was correct. Well, I mean... There's a guy you can trust. He's got a <laughs> haircut you could set a watch to. Ah, uh, yep. And, well, here's proof my source was correct. Some other pile of bullshit. <laughs> so we've gone from a white supremacist Twitter account to a conspiracy theorist to a bunch of Macedonian websites to a garbage American conservative conspiracy website, and then back to the uh, white supremacist Twitter account that started the whole thing, saying, look, here's these people who have reported on it. That proves I'm correct. My accusations are real. Yeah, so if you didn't pick up on that there, he's basically saying, here's the proof my story's correct. And he's pointing back to somebody saying, here's his story. Like, he took the book out of one box and put it in a different box and handed it back to you. And he was like, it's two books now. (laughs) And it worked! Yeah, it worked. It really did work. Uh, He is the source for all these news websites, and he is now pointing back to these news websites to say that his source was correct. Like, it's it's, it's mind-boggling. How much of a... I mean, you want to break it down, you know, it's like, Biscuit confirms has a huge dick, says Biscuit. <laughs> and that, that that's basically what this was. Okay. Anyway, it, it continues its game of telephone on the internet. You know, most people are, are citing uh, Adel Tabatabai's uh, article about it. A lot of other websites are just, you know, taking the basic story and adding things over to it. Subjectpolitics.com yet another one of these garbage websites, ran a story with the headline, you know, it's over, the NYPD just raided Hillary's property, what they found will ruin her life. 
And of course, they posted a picture of a bunch of FBI agents uh, or police officers standing around some boxes. You can see this picture in one of my sources that I'll put in the little description box. But anyway, that never happened as well. I was going to say, I missed that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's just the thing, right? Like, there's a raid, there's another raid, there's an anonymous source. These things keep coming up, but somehow people's brains just process it like, oh, she must have got away. Well, from this source, it's like, here's the FBI outside Hillary's house, and it's just like a bunch of guys in, like, cop costumes, and it's got, like, the Shutterstock watermark over it, and they're like, oh my god! (laughs) It's just so ridiculous that this happened. Okay. Now, I think it's important to remember now that the emails uh, aren't totally released yet. Uh, At the very beginning of November, this is where WikiLeaks releases the bulk of the emails that have been hacked, the ones that I mentioned earlier in this podcast. So now all of these emails are out there and places like 4chan, which we've already mentioned, and Reddit, which I'm sure most of our users are familiar with, start to get to work. What are you saying about our listeners, that they're Redditors? Everyone on the internet. That's a very dangerous thing to say. (laughs) I'm not saying that they're Redditors. I'm saying that they probably heard of Reddit. I mean, in Reddit's defense, it's not as disgusting as it used to be. Yeah, they have really clamped down on some of the more ridiculous aspects like one of the places on reddit that really took off with some of these things that we're talking about in this podcast was r slash the donald which is not a community that exists anymore and thank god for that that was a really big one too like they were a fucking force that could drive the narrative at one point as much as it hurts me to say that they the donald they had that much pull at one point that they they could drive it if they wanted to there was Mm -hmm. a hundreds of thousands of people on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And if you go to r slash the Donald now, uh, you will just see a message saying, like, this this account, this um, subreddit has been banned. Uh, we do not appreciate witch hunts is the message that the admins have left there. So clearly Reddit has sort of, you know, put the fist down a little bit on this. And good for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, something about Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Back in 2016, uh, this r- r- these different uh, subreddits still existed, and uh, of course 4chan hasn't gone anywhere since, like 4chan is still around, but they took these emails and ran with them. Now, here's where the real stretch happens. As I mentioned before, a lot of these emails were pretty basic, like it's things like, oh, hey, let's meet at this restaurant, or let's go to this park, or, uh, I mean, you can go on WikiLeaks and still read all of John Podesta's emails. But John Podesta in particular was singled out, and there's one restaurant in Washington, D.C. called Comet Ping Pong, and it's a pizza restaurant with, like, ping pong, obviously. Like, there's nothing really special about this restaurant. But there's... Oh, it's about to get special. (laughs) Now, people started... Given that the emails were largely mundane, a lot of people started to search through them, assuming that, well... These people are so evil, they must be speaking in code. Right. I mean, God forbid somebody asks somebody else where they want to eat, because I know personally I've never done that. <laughs> anyway, some people on Fortran, and you can see the uh, a, a screenshot in one of my sources below, but basically came up with a code that 
the, that could be applied to these emails showing something a little bit more nefarious. Now, I'm not going to detail all of the code words that they came up with, but basically the main crux of this is that cheese pizza, the abbreviation being CP, was actually code for child pornography. Which, that's not a new thing, um, C4chan, but um, this whole code thing... Like, why, and this is one of the parts in particular that gets me. Like, if you're creating the code, it can say what literally whatever the fuck you want it to say. Like, how is there any credibility here? And then it goes back to where we've been the whole time here. Because people want it to, but I mean, he's literally making up the code. I, I, exactly, and, right. And, you know, they're looking at him like he's fucking Rain Man. Like, if, if you went to, like, I don't know, anything on the internet, like uh, a forum for deer hunters or something like that, and like you replaced deer with, you know, something nefarious, then everyone on that forum is going to look really bad. Yeah, it, it's so easy and it shouldn't have worked. <laughs> it's like if, if you go through something and replace all the words with something bad, that text is then bad. But you did the replacing, right? I, I have to emphasize this. Yeah, like if I text my boss, hey, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes, and he devises a code that that phrase means go fuck yourself, and he fires me, you know, I can go to somebody and be like, hey, that's kind of messed up. You know, it's not credible just because he said it. I, I, I have to mention this because it's really funny. There was a few years ago, there was some guy on the internet and he took a bunch of passages from Harry Potter and he took all the instances where they mentioned the word wand and he replaced it with wang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's ones of those you can do too. It's like your own little Mad Libs. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, and look that up because it, it's, it's pretty funny because like, you know, you read passages like Harry grasped his wang and, and pointed it and, he, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah. And it and it's kind of fun and it turns it into something that you want it to be. But it doesn't mean that that what is it that dipshit JK, JK Rowling? The hell. It does, yeah, what a blowhard. We should do one on her someday. But um yeah, it doesn't mean that when she wrote it it was a sexual code just because you did that. Yes, exactly. So anyway, they came up with this code. I won't give you all the details here, but basically pizza was turned into something more nefarious. And they made it seem as though people who were talking about pizza and going out for pizza were actually talking about some sort of child sex slavery ring or some sort of abuse ring. And they engineered this based on taking these emails, which were essentially about pizza, and turning them into this code for these people doing something which quite frankly, is is beyond what most criminals who actually do these crimes are even capable of. No, the things there... I mean, I'm going to start with a real controversial take here. Molesting kids? Bad. Oh, yeah. But this, they didn't even stop there. Like, they went to, like, this extreme that, like, even people that do that would probably be like, ugh! Like, it's just, it's so far over the line that how anybody was still on board at this point, it eludes me to this day. But it, uh, there's probably going to be some details in here you're going to want to skip over because they are gross. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, cutting that whole part out. <laughs> at this point, it's still not called Pizzagate. Well, I mean, that's 
that's my big problem right now with it, yeah. Here's where the Turkish connection comes in. Goddamn right. <laughs> and this is where things get really weird. In Turkey, several pro-government, pro-Turkish government websites start picking up the story. And they basically run with it. Because in Turkey, America is kind of like... A, a controversial topic. Like, a lot of people blame America for a lot of things. I, d I don't want to go into a whole... You know, Why? What have we ever done? <laughs> I don't want to go into a whole backstory about uh, Turkish politics. But at the time, there was some very high-profile scandals in, in the Turkish government regarding the abuse of children. And here's where logic just takes flips over flips here. They started publishing this Pizzagate scandal to distract people from these child abuse scandals that were happening in the Turkish government by saying, where is your outrage about this? Why are you focused on these abuse scandals? And these Turkish ones, was there like something to those? Like, were that was that actually a thing? Uh, was or what was actually a like thing? Was the accusations what they were up to? Was that like their Pizzagate? Were they like actually? It, it was a up? very real child abuse scandal by some oh. high up people in the Turkish government. It it, it, well, it was very real. How wonderful that um we could create this bullshit story to distract from actual bad things happening. Mm -hmm. uh, this great. this is this is being run. This is being done by pro government newspapers in Turkey. I could list some publications. I, I'm sure that not a lot of people here read Turkish newspapers unless you read Turkish. But Sabah, Ahaber, and things like that are just some of the. I stories. didn't know they had newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, some of the same claims, some of the same images uh, that were used on these subreddits, that were used by these conspiracy, these crappy websites, were all put out by actual Turkish journalists. Turkish journalists were starting to use the hashtag Pizzagate in connection with this. So this is where Pizzagate comes into dialogue by pro-government Turkish newspapers trying to distract people from a real child abuse scandal in the Turkish government in order to say, look, here's where the real uh, child abuse happens with these politicians in America. And that's where it gets dangerous when you go, you take that jump from, you know, live news now or whatever the fuck those websites were to like people that actually have a background that they can point at in mm. this field and they start running with it that's next level at that point you can't stop the train and let, let's keep in mind too this is all centered around the notion of pizza a popular food like everywhere yeah i mean why would you do this to pizza <laughs> pizza is ubiquitous pizza is 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 ubiquitous it's around the world you can buy it just about anywhere even some of these turkish news websites even insinuated that the teenage mutant ninja turtles was all part of this code because of course <laughs> no 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 I... i'm i'm being serious here teenage oh, no, I believe you. <laughs> 
Because, of course... Why have they got to be teenagers, you <laughs> fucking pedophile? Yes, yes, that's the accusation they made. That because they were oh, teenage, God. this is the connection to the pedophilia. And, of course, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles love to eat pizza. Yeah, and why is Donatello going to have such a big stick? What is he insinuating? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that part. That's <laughs> kooky. <laughs> Some splinter like a towel molester. <laughs> okay, I don't think the Teenage Mutant Ninja or Turtles. Maybe that shredder and splinter's protecting them. <laughs> I don't think the 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing went very far because it is super stupid. It shouldn't exist at all. It doesn't matter how far it went. <laughs> Okay, it did. It, it it didn't go very far. Anyway, uh, now here's where things start going wild. So, yeah, over, Raphael. <laughs> I'm getting ready to bebop and rock steady. Uh, you 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 need to stop. You need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I had to get that one out there. I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. I'm good. Now, the hashtag Pizzagate has been adopted now. The different forums and things start going wild. Now, of course, the pizza restaurant that is mentioned in these emails, just an ordinary restaurant where you can go and play ping pong and eat pizza, Comet Ping Pong, people start dissecting every little aspect of it. Rumors start popping up that uh, they have a basement where they keep children chained up, uh, and you can go and order these children uh, like you would order a pizza, basically to abuse them. People start taking images of Comet Ping Pong and analyzing everything. So their menu, the sign outside their their business. Uh, people were taking pictures of the, the main sign, Comet Ping Pong. Now, of course, it's called Comet Ping Pong, a space reference, of course. And space juice time. <laughs> no, no, not space juice. But of course, to go with that theme, like there are stars and moons on the sign. You can you can see images of this in in my sources. But uh, people are you know drawing red circles around these and then saying, oh look, you can find this same crescent moon symbol on this statue of Baphomet. Like, so there's a satanic connection, too. Um, also, one thing to mention from about a minute ago, um, not only did they not have a sex dungeon in their basement, um, didn't have a basement at all. Yeah, there is uh, no that's, basement. That's a little side detail that kind of hurts the overarching story a little bit. But go on. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, things start to go bad for Comet Ping Pong because... Being at the epicenter of this supposed child sex slavery ring, which now has Satanism involved in it too, people now starting to call, harass, show up. Uh, the owner of Comet Ping Pong, James Alephantis, it, it at one point uh, made a YouTube video. I, actually, I'm not sure if it was him who made it or if it was one of the people who showed up. Uh, but he's in these videos, you know, talking to some of these people, you know, trying to be rational with them. These videos, unfortunately, now no longer exist. I, I can only imagine his frustration trying to put logic and sense into these people showing up thinking he's running a child abuse dungeon. Yeah. In a basement he doesn't have. Imagine the frustration. You're just this guy. You just want to give people pizza and a place to play some fucking video games and ping pong and stuff. And because of these absolute 
goddamn idiot have to be like, yeah, we don't fuck kids in my store. Mm-hmm. Like, when you started the business up, you probably didn't think you were ever going to have to do that. Now... And it just it just crumbled them. He, he eh, was, go on. <laughs> he was fighting an uphill battle, of course, because uh, James Elephantus, uh, of course, is a supporter of the Democratic Party. Uh, he... You know, worked with organizers. He did fundraisers. He he is a gay man. He had a a a, a partner. Uh, so like all of these things for some of these right wing loonies make him a huge target. Being in one of these minorities they don't like, being associated with a party that they're now saying is responsible for a, a pedophile sex ring and Satanism. You know, all of these things. He he was fighting a losing battle from the beginning. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the the gay thing just demonizes them further when they're already out looking to hang somebody. And you just you feel so bad for the guy. It's like he's being depicted as like one of the worst people alive, and he's making pizza. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, we, we should point out to this date there is still no evidence of any of this. And. Uh, I will put an addendum on that. There never will be because it didn't happen. Okay. Now, while all of this is happening, this starts also getting picked up by other bigwigs in the conspiracy right-wing talking points um, sphere, such as Alex Jones, Mike Cernovich, uh, Jack Posobiec, uh, all of names which should sound familiar to you. Uh, I guess Alex Jones being probably one of the most well-known. I mean, he's fallen pretty hard over the last couple of years, but back then, yeah. Um, interesting sidebar, I'm blocked by Cernovich on Twitter, because I was mean to him. <laughs> I, I've got you beat. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I'm blocked by Donald Trump. Oh, God, I am... Je- ha- mm, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I am I am jellious. <laughs> that, that's a good one. It I is a good one. shit on my resume. Yeah, I, 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 if people don't believe me, I will screen cap it, and I'll put it up on the Big Bad Nonsense Twitter, uh, but I am, in fact, blocked by Donald Trump. I am proud of you. <laughs> like right now, I just feel that swell in my chest. <laughs> okay, anyway, once someone like Alex Jones picks up on something like this, there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. No, that that's it. Yeah, yeah. Because he, it's a diminished range he has now, but even now it's still a big one. And back then, like years ago, it was huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Like he had a network. Yeah, and he doesn't hold back either. If he is going to call someone a Satanist or a child abuser, he's going to do it, and he's going to do it loudly and repeatedly. Finally found the pizza place that makes the frogs gay! <laughs> uh, buy these pills of mine. They totally work. Look at me. <laughs> even, even creator of Minecraft and notable terrible person on Twitter, Marcus Person, tweeted about this. Oh, good. I was wondering what Notch was up to. I <laughs> missed him. He's he's not a good guy. He's not a lot of... Well, I think it's more sexism than racism, but there's definitely a blend. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure at one point he tweeted that there was a war against white men, so... Yeah, yeah. He, he's everything you would expect the creator of Minecraft to be. <laughs> Okay, anyway, at this point, things have gone crazy. Now, here's where things get a little bit dangerous. 
Fortunately, no one was injured in the event that I'm about to tell you with. But the election has happened at this point now. Hillary Clinton has lost. But that does nothing to stop these conspiracy theories and these rumors from just, you know, snowballing and snowballing. We're, we're in December now, and it's still going. And it's not just even Comet Ping Pong. Just by being in the proximity, other pizza restaurants in Washington, D.C. are starting to get harassed too. This has gone beyond, you know, one location. This is now an association that they made with pizza in general. That pizza is now a nationwide code for the abuse of children. And I can't think of anything that better depicts how evil these people are than that they declared war on pizza. Yeah, That's like declaring war on, like, children smiling. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Like, I have to stress again, the popular food. You can find pizza everywhere. If every pizza restaurant in the world is abusing children, there are no children left who are not abused. Yeah, I mean, if it really was a code for that, then, like, everybody you know, they're doing some shit they shouldn't be. Yeah, everyone you know would have been part of one of these, like, uh, you know, child abuse dungeons. When you look at it that way, it seems not very plausible. Yeah. (laughs) There's not a strong enough... We'll just let that one hang out there for a second. Uh, not very plausible is 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 an adjective which doesn't even begin to describe this situation. It's very it's very polite. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, every depiction of pizza at this point has now become code for this. So anywhere someone sees pizza, if they're if they bought into this conspiracy theory, they see a connection to Pizzagate. It's the fourth of December, Edgar M. Welch. Uh, someone that Biscuit has already mentioned earlier in the podcast. The star of the show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Now, and I'd like to point out, too, that Mr. Welch was completely new to the Internet. He had not had the Internet before. He had just recently signed up to the Internet. (laughs) Which will explain a lot of the next couple of decisions he makes. Yes, which explains a lot of his incredulity in finding these stories immediately upon being connected like i forget what it was but he basically got an internet connection a week or two weeks or something like that prior to the event that i'm now about to describe to you so edgar welch 28 year old man from north carolina shows up at god i didn't realize he was so young oh yeah you can even see in the pictures like he's like a young guy he's not old oh i thought he was so much older for some reason i'll shut up yeah He, and he's not the kind of typical person you'd picture picking up on these. Like, he's a fairly nondescript dude, looks fairly normal, healthy, like just the kind of guy you'd expect to pass you on the sidewalk in jeans and a t-shirt. Wouldn't think anything strange about him. You, you can see pictures of him in the article that uh, I post uh, and him being surrounded by police cars. Uh, anyway, he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up at Comet Ping Pong with an AR-15 and basically busts into the restaurant and asks them to take him to where this child abuse dungeon is. Which, I mean, if you're there at that time working there, you got to just be like, really? Like, as terrified as I'm sure you are, at the same time, there's got to be part of your brain that's like, there's no fucking way this is happening right now. <laughs> now, he demands to be taken to the basement, which, of course, I'd like to remind our listeners, there isn't one. Yeah, 
like, even if they wanted to, like, take him to the basement and open the door and be like, oh, look, it's cardboard boxes, you asshole. They can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's not there. (laughs) Anyway, he does an exploration of the premises. He goes to the back, finds a locked door, shoots the door to open it, and and basically finds nothing. It's just storage. Well, he had to shoot the door. He was standing in his ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Welch basically told the police that he had read on the internet that they were harboring uh, child sex slaves in the basement, and he said that he wanted to go and liberate these children or put a stop to it because nobody else was. Of course, the police are arresting him at this point. They showed up. This is Washington, D.C., home to several politicians, and you've got a guy in a restaurant maybe frequented by, you know, D.C. insiders, and there's a guy with a gun in it. So they showed up en masse. Yeah, they they don't like when you do that. And and this is one of the countless nutty parts about it, is, like, this guy wasn't, like, trying to cause an act of terror or kill anybody or anything. Like, he thought he was being a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, he, as dumb, uh, one of the dumbest motherfuckers that's been alive in quite a while, but he, in his dumb, dumb, dummy, dumb southern brain, he meant well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he did... He, yeah, they didn't see it that way. <laughs> he was arrested. Uh, he did express regret for his actions, saying that he overreacted. Uh, he is in prison now. <laughs> you could say that, yeah. <laughs> he is in prison now. Uh, he was charged with interstate transportation of a firearm with intent to commit an offense. I don't remember how long he's been put in prison for. Oh, actually, no, it's in my notes here. Uh, so... Okay, so he had to pay $5,744 in damages to Comet Ping Pong. And, uh, no, I still don't have... Oddly specific number. I I don't know. I'm assuming that, like, whatever it was to repair the door that he shot, plus pain and suffering. He did apologize for his conduct, describing himself as being foolish and reckless. I don't know. I don't have it in my notes how long he's going to be in prison for. I don't know. I can only hope he's seen reason. Four years. You found so it? He's about to get it? Yeah, I just pulled out NPR and CNN both say, and New York Times, so I'm going to go ahead and say that's right. Okay. So he's going to be out soon. Well, uh, I would guess sometime in March, uh, okay. March 2021, uh, he should be out. Yep. Okay. And, man, getting a job for him is going to be rough. Like, when they do the background check, and he's like, yeah, I'm the Pizzagate shooter guy. <laughs> Like, uh, he's got a rough road to redemption ahead. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. After this attack happened, Alex Jones started to very quickly distance himself uh, from the whole Pizzagate thing. (laughs) He's just like that. He's just that Homer Simpson gif of him fading into the bush. Uh, obviously, because now that violence and crimes are being perpetrated against it, he's being a big proponent that does make him somewhat liable. And he has been taken to court uh, by the owner of Comet Ping Pong. Yeah, this was kind of part of the beginning of his downfall. Um, 
Well, it was this and, you know, the uh, divorce hearing that he couldn't remember his kids' names and said it was because he ate a big bowl of chili for lunch. That didn't help either. But, yeah, this was one of the big cards and the Alex Jones kind of starting to lose relevance. Yeah, I mean, that and the fact that he's been deplatformed from, you know, things like YouTube and stuff like that, he just can't reach his audience anymore. Uh, More proof that deplatforming of these terrible people works, but that's... A whole side note I won't get into. Yeah, we, we don't need to. But yeah, he got kneecapped pretty good. We'll leave it there. Yeah, and I, as far as I can tell, the lawsuits regarding Comet Ping Pong and Alex Jones are still ongoing. Uh, who knows how it's going to finish? I don't think it's going to go in Alex Jones's favor. I would assume not. I mean, it's, it's probably just a money game that he's trying to wait him out. But he ain't as rich as he used to be. So yeah, he's gonna have he to could sell. still get bit. He's going to have to sell some of his Rolexes. Yeah, what a shame that is. (laughs) Anyway, this was not the last act of violence to be carried out uh, against uh, Comet Ping Pong. One man, Yusuf Lee Jones, from Louisiana, was uh, arrested because he was making threatening phone calls to another pizzeria on the same block as Comet Ping Pong called Besta Pizza. And... And he said he threatened this pizza restaurant because he wanted to save the kids and finish what the other guy didn't. Which, um, not a smart thing to say on a recorded line. (laughs) Uh, I I would like to point out also, and this kind of goes without saying, Besta, Besta Pizza was never mentioned originally in any of this, in any of these emails. Yeah. So, I mean, that's disappointing for them when this bleeds over onto their turf. Because, I I don't even really know how to put it into words. Like, how you're like, well, they're doing it, so... (laughs) Again, I want to remind people... Logical gap. (laughs) I want to remind people, pizza, the popular food, the ubiquitous food, it's everywhere. Yep. I can't say that enough. Okay. Um, now, this continued for quite some time, uh, even as recently as the as January 2019, uh, Comet Ping Pong was the victim of an arson attack. I mean, they can't, like, really operate safely anymore. They're always going to have that stigma on them, despite having done absolutely nothing to deserve it. Yeah. Luckily, in the case That's of... That's fun. Luckily, in the case of the arson attack, uh, the employees put out the fire. Uh, as far as I can tell, nobody has yet been charged in that incident. I mean, the one good thing they have going for them is these uh, vigilantes coming after them are really fucking dumb. So they get a little bit more of a jump than a more calculated attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. that if you, if you really need to put a silver lining on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I could go on with some of the more ridiculous elements, but they, they they start to get really strange. Like, now we're starting to get into stuff like the Clinton Foundation and various businesses in Washington, D.C. People have started, started dissecting their uh, logos and things like that, which, you know, basically consists of, like, things like triangles and circles and stuff like that, and saying, oh, because it uses a triangle, it's similar to this symbol, which is the symbol of, you know... Uh, boy lovers or Nambla or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the Clintons, that's another multi-episode thing on itself. And 
I mean, I, I can go down the kooky hole with that one, you know, be like, well, he knew Epstein, blah, 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 but we'll be here all fucking day if we do that. Well, um, yeah, see, that's, that, that's a whole thing in itself. The, let's use that to put, like, a little cap on this, Biscuit, since you brought it up. If you asked me, do child abuse rings exist? My answer would be yes, because... Absolutely. We, we know they do. Like, these, these people like... Epstein, who are, you know, recruiting young women and and selling them to their millionaire friends, like, there was that whole incidence with, like, you know, Prince Andrew and stuff like that. Like, that guy, you know, to hear him speak about it, I don't know if anyone's seen that BBC interview, that guy sounds pretty guilty. I think that he probably used Epstein to sleep with a teenager, probably many of them. Like, yeah, it exists. Like, is it a vast conspiracy involving uh, Satanism and pizza restaurants? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think it's a bunch of millionaire and billionaire men who have decided that they can do whatever the hell they want, and that includes fulfilling their sick sexual fantasies. So, yeah. Yeah, I worked with a guy for about a week and a half that told me once that Epstein's still alive being kept in a secret prison in South Carolina. And, um... He got fired for saying the N-word, which I don't think is surprising. (laughs) Anyway. That was my contribution. (laughs) Anyway, so, like, if you ask me, yeah, these abuse networks exist. They absolutely do. But you're all looking in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, It's obviously they're trying to keep it under wraps, but it's... It's not this under wraps. Like, it is out there. And if you find one that is genuine, burn it the fuck down, throw them all away forever. But, like, this from the beginning, there's just nothing there. <laughs> Biscuit, there never was. There never will be. Biscuit, what have we learned from this? Um, well, we're looking back at that. Um, we've learned since that it gets worse. This ain't nothing, baby. In the coming new year, when we can finally leave 2020 behind us, please tune into Big Bad Nonsense. We will be doing QAnon. We absolutely will. And that's probably going to be a multi-parter. It's going to have to be. <laughs> this, there's so much. It's, this is one of QAnon's kids. Think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's a big-ass family. Yeah. Well, QAnon, QAnon could be like the son or daughter of Pizzagate. And the, the, the sins of the, the father are blown massively out in the sins of the son. Yeah, that, that's going to be a fun one. I look forward to it because there's going to be shit I don't know even. That, I mean, me not knowing something shocking. But yeah, there, there's a lot there. <laughs> Biscuit, do we have anything to plug? Um, if somebody wants to send me a couple of old iPhone chargers, that'd be cool so I can like sell these old ones I found. So um, I'm plugging send me stuff. All right, if you want to send iPhone charges to Biscuit, get in contact with us on Twitter. I'd like to remind all our listeners, bigbadnonsense at gmail.com, Twitter at bigbadnonsense. You can message us on either one, whichever suits your fancy. Uh, As always, Big Bad Nonsense is available on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tune in, and I think I've mentioned them all. You got five. It's five, right? Yes, it's five. There we go. Wow. All right. I'm... Well, you, you said five. You got it. 
<laughs> I'm getting better and better. Please recommend us to a friend. We appreciate it. Uh, increasing our listener base. Hopefully, the gap between now and the next podcast won't be so large. And please, everybody go and follow the Yevla Goat. See if it burns down this year. Yeah, well, let's get them. <laughs> All right. See you later, listeners. I love you. All right, there we go. That's the first time I I, I, <laughs> I don't know how sincere they are in thinking that I'm a big nerd or if they just wanted to taunt me <laughs> or what. <laughs> that means you made it, buddy. <laughs> this, that's a very strange email to send. It's like, oh, I, I happen to have stumbled across this like uh, relatively unknown podcast. I'm going to email and say one of the hosts is a loser and the other one is not. Well, I, I respect it. <laughs>